الجزيرة بودكاست France is ordered to withdraw its troops from another African country, first Mali and now Burkina Faso. What's behind the growing anger against the former colonial power and what does it mean for the fight against armed groups in West Africa? Hello, I'm Adrian Finnegan and this is the Inside Story podcast where we dissect, analyze and help to define major global stories. Well, let's discuss all of this with our guests for today's uh, program. We're joined from Ankara by Avigwe Aguegu, who you saw in Barbara's report. He's a policy analyst for uh, Development Reimagined, an Africa policy consultancy. From Paris, we're joined by Niagale Bagayoko, chair of uh, the African Security Sector Network, an African affairs think tank. And from London, Alex Vines, director of at the Africa program at Chatham House. Welcome uh, to you all. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Ovigwe. What's gone wrong in Burkina Faso's relationship with France, and to what extent does it mirror what's happened in Mali? Yeah, I think one of the uh, most important factors to, to recognize with, with regards to the relationship with uh, France and former uh, colonial, colonial countries or countries most colonized like like Mali, Burkina Faso, and Car is the fact that uh, there is really serious divergence in terms of approaches to addressing the immediate issue, which is security. And to a large extent, that has played out in all of the countries where we've seen you know, uh, troops, uh, French troops withdraw from car. We saw that in December last year, okay. uh, earlier in the uh, last year. What do you mean by serious divergence? Well, you, you only have to look at uh, the fact that there have been coups in this country. And, of course, we know uh, France and Western partners have very, are very much strongly condemned th- these coups. And also because uh, when you even look at the coups, uh, the immediate security policy or at least, uh, approach is to align with, with, a, with a different uh, player, a preferred partner, which is, which is Russia. So, of course, in the, in the context of the Ukraine war and serious, uh, you know, uh, grievances between the West and Russia, it is very much uh, unthinkable to expect that France would want to collaborate with a government that employs the services of, of uh, Russian mercenaries or even work directly with, with, this, with this government of Russia. Okay. Niagali, um, is Burkina Faso blaming France for its own failures uh, uh, in ridding the country of these armed groups? Uh, I definitely think that there is a need to have an historical stance on the current situation. Uh, in fact, uh, in Burkina Faso, there is a tradition of protection of sovereignty, which is coming from the late leader, uh, Thomas Sankara, uh, and uh, even uh, the... Um, uh, president, which was overthrown last year, uh, Rochmar Christian Caboret, was very reluctant to any presence significant on the ground of of Burkina Faso. Uh, It's important to know also that uh, the Operation Sabre, which is made of special forces from France, uh, has been acted much more outside of Burkina Faso rather than on the Burkina Bay soil. Uh, and uh, what is happening today uh, is that uh, there has been a growing tendency of civil society organizations on the streets, uh, as well as of public opinion at large, to be very critical of 
towards the French African policy. Uh, but, it is okay. uh, a consequence of what wh happened wh in Mali, yeah. but it is important not to consider only yeah. that uh, it is uh, what is happening today is only the aftermath okay. of uh, the Russian presence uh, in Burkina. Nicola, why, why the dissatisfaction with the presence of, of French troops then uh, among uh, civil society, those in civil society? I mean, uh, there's, there's, even, there's been an accusation that, that France has been uh, complicit with those that it's meant to be, to be fighting. I mean, how much credence do you give to those allegations? Absolutely. In fact, what happened is that the big Operation Barkhane, which was meant to fight terrorism and, in fact, to neutralize it, has been completely failing from this prospect. And there's been a lot of surprise uh, in the eyes of the African public opinion. And I definitely cannot understand the reason why such a modern and a technological army with lots of uh, uh, armament to deploy has been absolutely unable to cope with uh, jihadi insurgencies. And what happened is that there has been a growing uh, a trouble in the public opinion and also lots of plot theories mm. present in France as having itself critiqued uh, terrorism uh, in, uh, in uh, Western Africa and uh, as uh, feeding it rather than fighting it. And this kind of, uh, of uh, plot theories have uh, met a lot of success uh, among uh, 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 civil society, so-called pan-Africanic organizations, as well as more broadly in the population at large. All right. Uh, let, let's pick up on the point you were making there and, and put it to, to Alex Vines uh, in London. Alex, was, was France up to doing the job in the first place? I mean, given the, the, the limited number of troops that it put on the ground, it's not the US. It, it, it doesn't have the resources to deploy, to deploy thousands and, and thousands of, uh, of troops. So the context is that uh, throughout Francophone West Africa and particularly the Sahel, there has been growing ambivalence amongst the populations about the relationship with France. So this is nothing new. I saw it 20 years ago when I was working even in Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast uh, for the United Nations. Uh, the, 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 the insecurity there was partly a response to the idea of France-Afrique neo-colonialism, that France was too entwined uh, into the politics and the economies of those countries. So, so that's the context of what France has been dealing with. The Fran French intervention initially in, in, in Mali, Operation Saval, was, was actually supported by Africans and relatively successful. But you're absolutely right that the Bakan operation that took place subsequently uh, did not deliver the security that, that Malians and, uh, and others around across the region were hoping for. And I think that's the key to what's just happened in Burkina with, with the, the Burkina authorities, uh, the junta there saying that the French special forces have a month to leave because, in fact, they haven't improved security. Security is deteriorating. Uh, the big question, though, is what will replace it? Because I'm not sure anybody else can provide security either to, 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 to turn the situation that is really deteriorated. But, but this, this was a, a region, uh, Alex, that, that France once dominated. As you said, it's been, it's been gradually losing influence in recent years. I mean, why, why is that? How will, will Paris deal with that in, in the long term? Is it just going to turn its back on the region, do you think? No, I mean, President Macron last year announced a reconfiguration of the 
French uh, security posture in, in West Africa. So it's a lot more focused on the coastal states, countries like uh, Côte d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast. Uh, it, it assumes a continued presence in Niger, uh, and it looks at how it can complement other initiatives that are developing, that are driven by, by, by African nations themselves. So, so originally that, that was something called G5 Sahel, but that hasn't been working very well and includes um, both Mali and Burkina Faso, but also something now called the Accra Initiative, which also includes Burkina. And so that's what I think France is now looking at. Um, of how it can multilateralize through African partners in, in these initiatives to, to, to provide security. What is very clear is that uh, uh, the coastal states themselves are very worried about contagion into their own territories of, of, of jihadist groups affiliated either to Al-Qaeda or ISIL. And of course, there have been attacks now in, play, in, in, in the north of Togo, in the north of Benin, uh, the, the Ghanaians are very worried about contagion from Burkina Faso. Okay, let, let's pick up on that point and, and, and put it to Ovigwe. What does the removal of French troops from Burkina Faso mean for the security situation right across the region, given that they've already gone from Mali too? Of course, uh, there's an immediate impact in, in the sense that, uh, to a large extent, the Burkina Faso, uh, Burkina Faso military and even militaries in, in Niger, uh, not Niger, sorry, in uh, Mali, would then have to step up. But I mean, let's be serious. The, 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 these armies do not have the capacity, neither do they have you know, even the the, comp the competence or, or the capabilities actually deal with these problems. It doesn't mean that they cannot build such capacities, but and from from the immediate onset, I think they are going to face a lot of problems and. Also, bear in mind that it's not just the 5,000 uh, troops that the French had there. There were over 15,000 uh, uh, UN peacekeeping forces that were uh, working in the Sahel, supporting all of these countries, uh, part of uh, MINUSMA, right? And MINUSMA in, in, in of itself has not been able to even deliver on, on, on the objectives of, of its mandate. So I think that there's a real problem. If you look, if you add the 5,000 of operation in uh, Bakan to over 16,000, that is over you know, 20,000 20, um, forces. And you cannot, I mean, the Malian army is about 21,000, for instance, right? So it is a huge in, uh, loss. But um, that is why it is really important to stress that the new security partnerships that are forming with Russia is just not going to address these problems because Russia cannot provide neither the scale of you know, uh, military support that is needed. Burkina Faso currently is not in control of 40% of its territory. That is just one country. And I, do not see, I don't see how it is possible for uh, military contractors to be able to work with, the, with, the, with an army that is poorly equipped, uh, that, that is, that of course, not well-trained, to be able to recover these territories in a short period, in, 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 within the period of time of the urgency that this coup, uh, these uh, juntas are, are proposing. So I think it's going to be very, very challenging. And they have to be very, very careful because even the security partnership come with real costs, you know, diplomatic costs, you know, financial costs. And that, that is why there needs to be more thinking with regards to the choices of this partnership. Uh, Nigale, how much of a humiliation is this for France? Will the withdrawal of French troops from both Burkina Faso and uh, Mali strengthen the armed groups operating in the region? Will it create, as, as Ivory Coast's president uh, has said, a security vacuum in the region? 
Uh, I think that, uh, as uh, just uh, explained by my colleague, we cannot consider that France has made any difference on the ground, nor uh, any other international partner, and uh, it is also the case of uh, uh, Russian uh, private security company Wagner, because we can see that, for instance, in Mali, uh, there have been attacks very close uh, to uh, Bamako, only uh, 50 kilometers from, from the, the capital. Uh, so I'm not sure that it is from an operational point of view that there will be a lot uh, of uh, consequences with the French retreat from Burkina Faso, where we have to remember that the special forces were only uh, around 400 uh, people. Uh, so uh, I think what is very important today is to realize that there is a need to develop a very different approach to these questions, uh, including uh, in terms of uh, political uh, perspective to what is happening in the whole Sahel. And it is a fact, an approach which has been developed presently by Niger, which is both working with French troops, uh, having very close relations with uh, Russia and uh, Turkey in terms of uh, armament, but is also trying to develop dialogues with the terrorist groups groups, uh, including the Islamic states and uh, groups related to uh, Al-Qaeda itself. Okay. Let's turn our attention to the presence of, of Russian mercenaries on the ground uh, in the region. Alex, I, I'm going to throw a, a bunch of questions at you here. Uh, who's paying them and why? What's their mandate? What, what's their legal status? And are they any better at bringing peace and security to the region than, than the French? Well, the, 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 the Russian mercenaries, Wagner, have been invited in. They were invited in by, by the Malians. Uh, they um, are remunerated, uh, allegedly, uh, through, through access to, to, to mineral resources. That, that is also the allegation that the president of uh, Ghana, Nanu Kufuadu, has made about uh, the involvement of Wagner, if, if it is confirmed in, in Burkina Faso, and we've seen that elsewhere. Um, they are um, increasingly, it looks as if Wagner is being recognized as an auxiliary force for the Russian Federation. The majority of Wagner is uh, obviously deployed now in, in uh, occupied territories of, of, of Ukraine, fighting the Ukrainians. Um, uh, but there, are, there is presence in Africa. The track record of Wagner in Africa hasn't been spectacular by any means. They, they uh, abysmally failed in trying to provide security along the East African coast in the province of Cabo Delgado in, in late 2019. They have provided a Praetorian Guard situation of security for the, uh, for the, for, for, for the presidency in, in the Central African Republic. Uh, and as both your other speakers have alluded to, they haven't provided improved security uh, in, in in, in Mali, and I'm very doubtful that they're going to be able to do that also in Burkina Faso. Mm. In fact, I think what we'll see is further fragmentation in both Mali and in, in Burkina Faso of the military juntas, uh, because at the end of the day, the drivers here are about improved security. Um, it's clear to me, uh, as your previous speaker said, that the solution here isn't private military companies, but it is about finding dialogue and finding internal settlements. Uh, what you have here basically are regimes based around capital cities, 
uh, which have increasingly got disenfranchised with the rest of their countries. And there lies the big problem that, that Mali and uh, Burkina Faso increasingly have illegitimized uh, administrations okay. that, that, that are just in control of the capital cities and are having great difficulty in providing security beyond them. Uh, a big way. Why is Russia currently seen as a better partner, uh, partner in the region uh, than France? What, what's in it for Russia? What's, what's its strategy in the region? Well, I think uh, Russia definitely uh, is applying private military diplomacy in, in, in its bid to build relationship with, you know, with African countries. You have to also look at its current adventures in Africa in the context of uh, its own global standing, right? And we know, of course, that Russia is trying to boost its image and trying to reconnect and, and, and build allies or at least have some form of uh, partnerships to show that it is not isolated. So, of course, this is this is part of uh, its efforts and uh, why its due strategy has changed. Even as we speak right now, the Russian foreign minister is in South Africa, for instance, right? And that is the second, vis second visit in, in nine months. So it shows there's a lot of focus on, on the region but specifically in this, the countries in question, uh, from our uh, French colonies, I think it is clear that one of the reasons why these, these juntas or government, in the case of CAR, prefer Russia is the fact that Russia can provide regime security. Okay. And that regime security has to be understood as a, a, very, a very small uh, uh, solution to, to in, in a very right. large problem, because these countries don't have way more than regime security problems. They have national security issues that, that they need, need to address, and, and that yeah. is... Uh, and and there, therein lies the, 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 the nub, it really, isn't it, near, near Gali? It's it, this regime security. I mean, inviting mercenaries in to provide security, that's, that's the UN's job, isn't it? I mean, what are the implications of all of this for the UN and its peacekeepers who are on the ground there? Uh, so, uh, I'm not sure that uh, the situation uh, we can uh, see uh, in the Central African Republic, where indeed Wagner's troops are protecting uh, the government, uh, is exactly the same in Mali. In Mali, uh, you cannot see um, troops or uh, contractors from uh, Wagner uh, in the capital. They are mainly deployed uh, in the central uh, part of the country, uh, around the Mopti uh, and uh, Duanza uh, circles. Uh, so, uh, and uh, in uh, Burkina, as regards uh, the relations with uh, the UN, uh, in uh, the Central African Republic, yes, it seems that there has been a kind of collaboration initially, but it is definitely not the case uh, in, uh, in Mali. Uh, in Burkina Faso, you do not have any uh, UN uh, deployment. But what is happening in Mali, and which is also very likely to ha happen in Burkina Faso, is the role of self-defense militias, uh, which have been uh, uh, growing in terms of importance. And, uh, we we can see that uh, in Mali, in central Mali, Wagner troops together with the uh, Malian military are closely cooperating with those local militias. And one of the options which is presently developed by the military government in Burkina Faso is precisely to okay. uh, support and uh, to uh, strengthen yeah. those kind of forces. So we could see a new kind of agreement between yeah. troops from Russia and those local militias. 
situation. OK, I'm, I'm sorry to, to, to cut you off. T time is against us here. I want to put one more question to Alex. And we haven't really talked about the groups operating on the ground, uh, uh, Alex. Why are these armed groups so focused right now on the Sahel region? And, and why isn't the US in particular interested in chasing them out like it did in Iraq and Syria? So the U.S. has been involved in the Sahel and it uh, trained up militaries uh, in the region, a number who have staged coups. Um, and so the, the U.S. Yeah, but, fought, but it's not, uh, not, not to the extent that it has in, in Iraq and Syria, for instance. No, it, uh, not, not to that extent. It also has a footprint still in Niger. There is a drone facility there. But the, look, the, the main point is that the United States uh, had hoped that it could sub subcontract the majority of responsibility for, 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 for chasing jihadist groups to, 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 to European partners, uh, seeing this as European air abroad. So that's France, but it's also other states like, like Spain, um, uh, Italy and others. Uh, and uh, Washington, I think, is disappointed that, that France is, is on the back foot. That is my understanding uh, of the way that Washington is looking at this. Uh, and they still provide intelligence to, to, to France and, and other Western partners. OK, there we're going to have to end it. Many thanks indeed to uh, all of you, Avigwe Oguegu, Nirgale Bagayoko and Alex Vines. Uh, thanks for being with us here on Inside Story. And that's the Inside Story podcast for today. This episode was produced by Mohammed El Aishi, Nihad El Abedi, Fungi Ngayan, Abla Kla and Gemma Harry. Studio sound was by Ranjit Kurian and the program was edited by Hatim Shabal, Linen Gayan and Joda Frias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. And thanks for listening. Tune in again on Tuesday for our next episode. <laughs>